Hello, I'm Monsignor Jim Lasanti. Today on Personally Speaking, I'll be joined by one of the best long-distance runners in the world, Olympic champion Galen Rupp. Please stay with us. Welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Jim Losanti, an American long-distance runner and Olympic champion Galen Rupp joins me now. In 2016, Galen won the bronze medal in the men's marathon in Rio de Janeiro, and he won the silver medal in the men's 10,000 meters in London in 2012. He's also an 11-time national distance running champion who won the Chicago Marathon in 2017 and the Prague Marathon in 2018. Galen Rupp attended Central Catholic High School in Portland, Oregon. In Galen's freshman year, running legend Alberto Salazar became Central High School's running coach. Alberto would become Galen's mentor, not just in running, but in his Catholic faith. And in fact, he was Galen's confirmation sponsor. Galen met his wife, Kira, at the University of Oregon, where she was also a competitive runner, and they're the parents of four young children. Galen recites the rosary while running and says his faith life keeps him anchored. He's here with us today to talk about his life, his career, his marriage and family, and the importance of his Catholic faith. Joining me now, I'm so delighted to welcome to Personally Speaking, Olympic champion Galen Rupp. Galen, you are now, even though you look supremely young, you are yourself a daddy four times over, right? And I'm Correct. wondering, when you look back on your earlier life, your parents, what did they do right in raising you that you would hope to do with your kids? Uh, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, I, I knew I was loved unconditionally, you know, from the get-go. They always made sure they told me that every day. And, you know, as I got older, it, it didn't matter what I did or, you know, what I didn't do. You know, they, I always knew that I was loved. And, and at the heart of everything, you know, when you have that type of support, um, yeah. it's the greatest thing ever. You know, I was really fortunate that both my parents were, you know, played such a big part in my life. And, and they were always there for me. And um, that was the biggest thing I could think of growing up that, Unconditional love, no matter what. And, and were you much of a challenge? Were you hard to uh, love? <laughs> no, <laughs> I probably have my moments for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, going through that myself now with with kids, you know, I think that's a that's a common thing, you know, especially yeah. with COVID being locked up for a while, you know, and indoors a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, everybody has their moments, but but yeah, they're they're the best. You know, I'm, I have so much fun being a dad, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Galen, how? Uh, especially when you have these little children and your faith and your values are important to you. Have you and your wife figured out what's the best way that we can communicate what we treasure to these kids we treasure? Um, you know, we, we've both, my wife and I have, have always been big on, you know, just your actions, you know, actions speak louder than words yeah. and, and really, you know, living your faith and, and doing that, you know, obviously there's a, there's a place for, you know, talking about it and, and, and preaching about it. But, you know, if you don't live it and follow through, you know, I think that's the best way that you can reinforce your values when, when your kids see it, you know, and, and they're, they're seeing you do it on a daily basis and how you handle different things and, and the way you do, um, and just go about living your life. 
um, when they see that regularly, I think that's the best thing that you could do as a parent, you know, to reinforce those values. And, you know, I'm, I'm really lucky that, that my wife, she's unbelievable. You know, she's much, much more patient than I am, I think, with a lot of this. And, uh, you know, I, I try to kind of follow her lead on a lot because she's just an unbelievable woman and does the greatest job of, of really exemplifying, you know, our values and what we believe in. Well, Galen, that's a perfect segue into what I wanted to ask you next. Uh, about every year, I would say I celebrate close to 100 weddings every year. And to do a good job at preaching, I regularly ask every couple I get to do their wedding, hey, write me an essay on why of the billion people out there you could marry, why is this the one? How, <laughs> how, how did you come to decide this one, this woman is the one for me? Oh, I mean, I, I think I, I kind of had a hunch really early on, you know, and, and it was weird. You know, I actually remember, uh, you know, talking to my mom about it and I was in church actually. <laughs> and, um, you know, she kind of asked me, you know, do you think that, that Kira might be the one? And I was like, you know, just kind of smiled and, you know, I, I think she knew, but, but she's just, yeah, she's just the most kind, caring person, you mm. know, to everybody. And, and it was something that, you know, her personality, we, we chat each other, but, She's just the most loving, supportive person, um, you know, I could have, I could have dreamed to marry. And so it was a, a match yeah. made in heaven, I guess. But, but yeah, I think anybody <laughs> that, that's married, you know, when, when you know, you know, and, and I knew pretty early. Maybe this is a harder question. Do you have any idea what she saw in you that made her say, he's the one for me? <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that's, that's probably the better question for sure. You'd have to ask her that. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting to get her perspective on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things you've been upfront about is, uh, and you remind me a little bit from that point of view of Amy Coney Barrett, the woman they just named to the Supreme Court. She's kind of this unapologetic believer, unapologetic Catholic. Uh, you too, you don't seem to make any apologies for, hey, this is where I am. I'm a man of faith. Take it or leave it. Where does the courage to be upfront about your faith come from? Um, I mean, it's like you said, you know, it's, it's always been such a, a really important part of my life. You know, yeah. uh, my parents started me off from, from kindergarten at All Saints School here in Portland, Oregon. And mm. um, so, you know, I, I grew up, you know, going to Mass and uh, and obviously going to Catholic school, I went to Central Catholic High School and, yeah. um, you know, and then I went on to the University of Oregon. But uh, but it's just, you know, I, I really was a little uncomfortable about it, I guess, uh, when I was younger. Um, and, and not that I was ashamed or anything like that, but just I never wanted to come off as, you know, just this you know, really preachy or, or holier mm -hmm. than now. And, and I kind of right. kept it to myself, but um, more, but as I got older, um, you know, I, I think I, I became more comfortable with it um, and, and more talking about it is, is what I mean. And, um, yeah. you know, that was one of the, the things. And, and, you know, I talked a lot to my priest and, you know, my confirmation sponsor and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I think yeah. that I feel more of an obligation now, I think, to, to speak out about it and, and just share my experience. You know, people can take with that what they want. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, again, it's, it's something that has been such a huge part of my life really from the get-go. And, um, you know, as I've gotten older, um, it's become more. And, and, you know, that's, that's one of the things I always loved about Catholicism was, you know, you obviously you start out with bapti baptism and, you know, baptize our kids. But, you know, you, you have that choice when you get older to grow in and go through it with confirmation. And, you know, it's, it's more of something that is your own choice. You know, it's not something that oh, I was just raised or somebody else forced this on me. And, um, right. you know, and, and so going through that process and, and really I, I grew a lot, you know, I would say in my faith, especially in high school and as I got older in college. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it is such a huge part, you know, in, in what I do. I, I always thought that 
I struggled at times just being, you know, an athlete because it's, it's, it's what I'm doing really important, you know, in the grand scheme of things. I, I play a game. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, we, we aren't able to go to master now, but we watch it every Sunday, you know, our, our church, mm-hmm. Holy Trinity, they, they stream it online and, you know, father Dave Gutman just gave an awesome, awesome sermon, you know, this last Sunday talking about, you know, the parable with the talents and, you know, mm-hmm. just, he really talked about, you know, living your life with, with gusto and, and going for it and doing, you know, doing the things you're good at and, and not being, you know, apologetic about it. And, and that's a great way. And that's, that's really what that parable was trying to say, you know, is don't just bury that stuff, but, but go out and, and share, you know, all those gifts that God's given you with the world and, and do it to the fullest. And, you know, that really, for me, you know, it kind of made it look like what I'm doing, you know, maybe that's my talent and, you know, and, and what right. I'm good at. And so, you know, as long as I always do it, glorifying God and, and making sure that, you know, he's, he's at the center of it, you know, it's not for selfish reasons or, you know, personal glory, any of that stuff. Um, right. You know, it was, it was kind of cool. So, you know, it really, really fit, fit in with, with what I'm doing, I guess. I think it's a wonderful witness, Galen. And I'm hearing some delightful sound effects in the background there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, got a, we got a one-year-old that crept in. My wife just grabbed him. So, uh. I, think I'm supposed to, I think I'm supposed to interview the baby next, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's just babbling right now. So you probably That's wouldn't right. get any I, I understand. Answer. I understand babble, you know? Um, yeah. There's a guy, Joe Drape. Uh, he writes for the New York Times, the sports section. And he's written a book about uh, how they make saints in the Catholic Church. But I said to him in our earlier interview, Joe, how come when I interview politicians and actors and even some writers, they kind of dance around faith so often. But when uh, Drew Brees is our guest or Derek Jeter or one of those people, uh, Mark Teixeira, they're like right out front about this is who I am. This is what I believe. Do you find with athletes that they're given to that kind of honesty, that kind of straightforwardness? Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and I think, you know, I think being a great athlete, being great at, at whatever you do, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's ultimately so much about being comfortable, you know, with yourself and, yeah. you know, making decisions and, and being decisive and, you know, whether you're unapologetic about it or not, I think it's just that, that confidence, you know, and, and comfort and in, in what you're doing and who you are. Yeah. Um, you can't be successful. I don't think in any walk of life, if you don't. And so, um, you know, if, if your faith is a big part of it, you know, as it is with me and, and, you know, it sounds like with some of those other athletes you mentioned, uh, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't see a problem with, with saying that, you know, you should never be scared or you know, I yeah. always kind of thought you should never be ashamed, you know, and, and having faith in God is kind of what having faith is, you know, mm-hmm. um, is really being out there and, you know, not kind of caving into whatever you might worry about other people, you know, you should be worried about what, what God believes in, and the big man upstairs <laughs> thinks first and foremost. <laughs> there's, a, there's an athlete years ago uh, who I got to know well, Mark Bavaro, who is a Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants. And uh, when he would catch the ball, he was tight end. He would, you know, uh, genuflect and say a prayer. And Sports <laughs> Illustrated had an editorial against him one time saying, you know, Mr. Bavaro, keep your faith to yourself. And I said to him, <laughs> you know, how do you feel about that? And he said, I, I, I'm going to die and I'm not going to have to stand before Sports Illustrated someday, but I will stand before my God. So that's who I'm going to answer to and no one else, you know, and I think you're effectively saying the same thing. Let yeah. me ask you, because one of our other guests a few years ago, I realized only recently in reading about you is your confirmation sponsor. We had Alberto. And yep. I, I mentioned that because... I was so moved by the sincerity and authenticity of, of his faith. What, what has he meant for you as not just coach, but as a, as a man of faith? 
I mean, he's he's always put his faith first, you know, and, and I'm you know, I'm sure you got that with talking with him and yeah. you know, ever when he was working with me in, in high school and, and even after that, you know, it was always he preached that more than, than anything. You know, he was a he was a great coach. Um yeah. but above all else, you know, he, he thought especially with me, you know, he said, I'm, I'm a failure if I don't get you to, you know, grow in your faith and make, you know, make wow. sure that that's the, the center of everything. You know, this athletic stuff is, is great. Um, but, you know, he always put such an emphasis on that. And, uh, you know, he was the, the coach at Central Catholic High School. That's where we met. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, I still say, still say the same prayer, you know, that, that we said in high school back then. Um, you know, just a real simple one, but that was always a common thing. You know, every time before I raced, you know, going back to high school, college, you know, and, and professionally, uh, you know, we always, we always said a prayer together when we were, were working with each other. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, that was the, the last thing that, that we always did before I left to go, uh, go to the starting line, um, when, when he was my coach. So, uh, wow. yeah, it was something that has, has still stuck with me. You know, I still do it, you know, privately on my own, um, you know, before I head out to, to the start of a race, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's a good, good little reminder. I think, you know, before I go to the starting line that, you know, always remember why you're doing this and, and to keep God at the center of it, you know, and, and it's just, it always calms me down. You know, I get a lot of, a lot of nerves before you head to the race, but, you know, for whatever reason, saying, saying that short little prayer beforehand is, has always been something that um, just gets me in the right frame of mind. And it's, it's literally the last thing I do or say before the start. <laughs> Galen Rupp is our guest for our, our guests. And just to point out, I, th- I think probably Galen, for most people, the most famous film obviously about running is Chariots of Fire. And Eric Little, the Olympic champion, has that great line where he says, uh, when, I, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. Um, can, can you turn running into a, uh, a spiritual experience? Definitely. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've said this before, but, you know, I've, I run the marathon now. I started out as a track runner, but, uh, you know, you got a lot of time to think when you're out there for, for 26.2 yeah. <laughs> miles. And so, uh, you know, a real common thing for me is, you know, I, I say the rosary when I'm running. Um, you know, I kind of mm-hmm. just go, you know, a friend of mine and father, Pat, uh, you know, Pat Conway from Georgetown. I think he's with the, he was with the house of representatives. I know he was the chaplain there, but, uh, you know, he was, joking around about the five finger rosary. And so, you know, you kind of go through um, your fingers. And so, you know, sometimes you see me, you know, moving my fingers, my thumb across. <laughs> right, <laughs> It's right. just me counting, count, you know, through the decades and all that. Um, but, uh, but that's always been something that's really been calming for me. You know, it, it puts me in a, in a great state of mind. And, you know, it's, it's almost a, a meditative thing, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm running and especially when I'm out there for a long time by myself. Uh, you know, I, I pray a lot and it's, you know, it's not for – you know, let me win this race or right, do anything, right, right. you know, it's, it's just, let me do my best to glorify you. And, and, you know, whatever the result is, it is, but you know, I don't, God's not playing favorites. He's not saying I want this person to win over this person. I think, you know, he, he just, he always wants us all to do our best and, you know, just give it a, give it our all, you know, that's the only way that you're really yeah. using your talents to the fullest. And, um, so, so that's really what, what I do a lot. And, you know, I just always usually make the sign of a cross, you know, when I, when I finish every race, um, you know, I did at the Olympics in 2016. And, um, you know, I think there's a picture of me doing that. And, and there's a mm. lot of other times, you know, it, ever since then, you know, it's always right before I cross the finish line. It's just, you know, thank you for helping me through this, keeping me healthy um, and, and allowing me to do my best. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's definitely a, a spiritual thing uh, getting out there and competing on the, on the starting line on the roads. Galen, you know, many years ago, uh, when John Paul was still the Pope, he uh, he twice called religious leaders from around the world to pray in Assisi. 
Uh, and he said, you know, we can all learn from each other. There's a, a complementary nature to different faiths. And I mentioned that because one of the most uh, powerful books for me was uh, the book Like Buddha, Like Christ, you know, where they parallel the teachings of Buddha, the teachings of Christ. I mentioned that because I was intrigued by your involvement with uh, Tai Chi. Is, uh, what, what is Tai Chi? Uh, it's just, I mean, the way it's, best way to explain to me was it's just slow-moving energy, you know, and, and a lot of it is just about, you know, really – you know, being in your body and being comfortable and, and being very aware, you know, of, of everything that's going on. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot of stuff with breathing and, um, but, but that's kind of in a nutshell, you know, what, what it is, is just that slow moving energy, you know, taking your time to be in, in control and, and really learning to be completely within yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, obviously it's got a lot more roots, you know, with Buddhism and things like that. Um, but, you know, it's still something that, that I feel you know, I, I've correlated a lot, you know, to my Catholic faith and, and just really, you know, it helps you focus. It helps you be totally, you know, block all this noise. We have so many distractions right now with, you know, yeah. all phones and TV, yeah. you know, there's just a million things constantly. And so, you know, just, just taking some time to be, you know, to be quiet, you know, a quiet place and, and be within yourself. You know, I think those are things that, that certainly, you know, help with Catholicism as well. Um, and, yeah you know, you're, you're able to, you know, get into deeper prayer, more focused prayer and, and more, you know, singular intent. And when you're doing that stuff, when, when you learn to, to be more within yourself and, and yeah, just be a hundred percent focused on the present and what's going on. Um, so, uh, so it's, it's certainly, it's been kind of cool. You know, I think it's important to, to always branch out and, you know, be looking and, and reading, you know, about different areas, mm-hmm. you know, even if they might seem, you know, at first glance, a little contradictory, um, you can often learn a lot. Um, and, so it's a uh, yeah. I've been been enjoying it. I like it. I like it. Galen Rupp is our guest, and Galen, I forgot to ask you. I wanted to ask you right out of the out of the the bat here. Um, what kind of name is that? And how did you get that name? <laughs> I have no idea. You know, my, my parents just uh, yeah. When I asked them, they just said you know they were looking through the names. And they they went through a lot, and, and both of it, both of them just thought it stuck out to each of them, and so uh, they just said that that they knew. You know, I don't think there's any. There's definitely no family history or significance with no, that uh, at all. Yeah, I thought but, maybe um, there was some great grandfather named Galen. No, no, you're the nope, first and only. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is, what's the ethnic background of mommy and daddy? Uh, my dad is a. I would say he's mostly German. Um, mm-hmm. You know, German descent, and my mom is a uh, kind of split with Irish and German. You know, my uh, okay. my grandma on my mom's side. You know, who I'm really close with. Uh, she's still going strong. Uh, no, she's actually she got dual citizenship, so she's a she's an Irish citizen. Her 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 dad came over, um, and then mm. they they settled, you know, on the west coast. And uh, and then my grandpa, um, he's very very German. You know, his mom mm-hmm. I think was a uh, came came over from Germany, and I don't think she spoke a whole lot of English. Uh, I can't remember if that was his mom or his grandma, but one of the two. So uh, it's pretty split between those two. Now, how about the ethnic background of your wife? Uh oh, she's kind of all over. I I have to <laughs> have to ask her. <laughs> so those kids are gonna they're, they're they're Irish for sure. No, they've, they've Irish got a lot of sure. Irish blood okay. in them. I can't remember the second one. Yeah. So those kids but, are uh, gonna be a, those kids are a beautiful blend. Then you know. <laughs> yeah. I want to share with our listeners and talking to Galen today. Um, uh, someone who knew him pretty well, uh, a guy named Dave Frank, one of his coaches, talks about him this way. He says he's a great student, and he wasn't talking just about his academics because he says. He knows to be grateful. He knows to thank people. He's a humble man, an honest man, a caring man. 
Here's what I'm wondering. You know, Galen, you're this Olympic champion, and I would imagine there are temptations to be uh, very ego-centered. Obviously, by what the coach is saying here, that hasn't driven your life. So what what keeps you rooted? What keeps you with a sense of, uh, I'm glad that God gave me this gift, but but I'm not going to let it go to my head? I, I don't know. You know, I think uh, obviously the, the way I was raised, you know, my parents played a huge part of that. Um, you know, my, my grandparents have huge role models of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mentioned my grandma and you know, my grandpa too. They're just, they're such hardworking, down to earth, you know, real blue collar people. Um, yeah. And they just, you know, I remember, you know, they always, my grandpa was a lawyer and, you know, my grandma did a lot of work, you know, with the courts and, they had a lot of, you know, people stay with them over the years, you know, a lot of kids that had gotten into a little bit of trouble or were in bad situations. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they lived with them and they took them in and welcomed them with open arms. And, wow. um, you know, that's, that's just the kind of people they are. You know, my, my grandma, especially she's a real strong Catholic and, uh, you know, always taught me about St. Jude and, you know, that was always, I think one of her favorite saints. And, you know, we'd say the novena if things were really bad, you know, you got lost causes. Um, but, uh, you know, I think just, just growing up in that environment, you know, that was just the way I was raised. And, and you know, since I've gotten married, you know, my wife is, is awesome. You know, one of the things uh-huh. I love about her is that, you know, she's very down to earth too. And anytime, you know, there's just things start getting to my head at all. She's the first person to, to bring me back down and, and remind me. And so just, just having people like that, that, that I've surrounded myself with and, and been fortunate to have in my life from the get go, you know, they, they certainly keep you grounded, but, uh, it's yeah. just the way that, that they all live, you know, it, it's a huge influence on me, um, you know, and, and it still is, you know, and I just feel, feel real fortunate to, you know, especially with my marriage and stuff that to, to have someone like that, yeah. who, who lives it, you know, she's, again, she, she doesn't talk about it a lot. She just right, she lives right. it daily. And, and that's for me, you know, one of the biggest sources of, you know, inspiration, you know, is just seeing that and, and how she, she lives her life, you know, it's, it's huge. So um, yeah, I think just surround yourself with good people and, and yeah, obviously faith plays a big part in that when, you know, it's, you put, put God first, you know, in everything that you do uh-huh. and in your thoughts, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to get too big on yourself when, when that, you know, is, is mm-hmm. always kind of looming over your, yeah, <laughs> over yeah. everything else. When you realize everything comes from him, you know, Galen, as you're talking about the family and friends that surround you, it sounds like they long ago learned to you know, live faith and certainly bring it, bring it to bear in church, but then take it outside of church and make it real in the real world. And so those of you are models, what a great inspiration. Uh, now, for those who don't know, Galen Rupp also had a, a kind of challenging experience. You got this great gift, right? The ability to run and to run well, um, but then you get injured and you're, you're, you're off the field for a bit. Um, did you have any kind of arguments with God about, hey, why would you give me this gift only to seemingly limit it? Like, how, how was the dialogue and prayer with God during the times when you weren't able to run? Uh, yeah, it's, it's still great. You know, obviously <laughs> there were times where I get frustrated. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer and, you know, there's a reason for everything, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, who am I to ever question, you know, what, what God's will is or, or what, he has planned, you know, things might not always be clear in, in the instance, you know, when they happen, yeah. um, you know, bad things happen to everybody, but, uh, you know, I still was, you know, honestly, the, the first thing was just still gratitude that, that I was healthy for so long. And, you know, I had no doubt that, that I was going to get through this or if I wasn't, there was a reason, reason mm-hmm. for that. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I say it all the time, you know, it's a, you, you send your problems up to God. That's a real powerful thing. And, and it, it helps you get through so much 
when you really and, and you know he's he always welcomes that you know i think that's that's part of the, the power of prayer and, and your faith is you know yeah. if you, you don't have to take all this on by yourself you know um you've got someone who's, who's always on your side you know always always loving always going to forgive and, and always behind you and so yeah. you know it's just about what can you do um you know that's always always been my mindset with this stuff whenever something bad happens is all right what are you going to do about it you know this it's done you know you can't take back the past you can't take yeah. back you know whatever's happened but again you 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 keep your faith and you put it in god's hands and, and you just obviously spend a lot of time in, in prayer and reflection but you you move forward and you keep working towards whatever it is and you know if you have that mindset and that attitude um there's nothing you can't can't get through and, and can't accomplish and you know if mm-hmm. life throws you a curveball and you know you end up going in a different direction for whatever reason you know, i i believe there's a purpose behind that and a, and a reason why that stuff happens so it's just um you know it's it's always important to to keep that and you know if, if you don't have faith in those dark times you know that's really what what it's about you know yeah. that's one of the things that um you know i was taught from a young age is that's it's easy to have faith. It's easy when things are going great and everything's all rosy, you know, to, to be thankful <laughs> and say, you know, thanks for all this great, great right. blessings that, that I have in my life. But it's, it's those times when, when things are challenging, you know, that, that you really need it the most. And, and that's a, that's a true test. You know, I, I've, I'm never gonna, gonna blame, you know, never, certainly never blame God for any problems that I have and, and blame, you know, others. It's just, how am I going to get through it? And, and you look forward and, and that's a conscious choice. You know, you ha- everybody has that power within them to, to think that way. I want to thank Aylin Ruff for being with us. Uh, he's not just this Olympic champion, but to me, he represents a point of view of uh, uh, just live your life in God's grace and, and leave it up to him. I, I, you are, to me, the walking embodiment of that uh, prayer we talk about, uh, the meditation <laughs> footprints, you know. Uh, the man walks next to me every step of my life, and there are going to be times in life when I can't even take the next step, and that's when he carries me when I cannot carry myself. Uh, and, and living that way is a wonderful way to live, living as God's companion and friend, but also allowing him to carry us when we can't carry ourselves. Uh, Galen, f- thank you for not apologizing for your faith, for the love you have for your family, your wife, uh, your children, and everyone else who's been important to you in your life. You, you're really a beautiful witness to uh, the power of, of trusting in God and and I'm so grateful for you for sharing that with uh, the people who listen to a show, like personally speaking, praying for you and hoping for only good things in the days ahead. All right. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. No, this, this was awesome. God bless. As we end today's program, I want to thank all of you for being with us. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can send them to me through my website, which is www.closeencountertv.com. All one word, closeencountertv.com. To listen to our Personally Speaking podcast with some of our most recent shows, please go to YouTube and search under Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Lasanti and subscribe. Personally Speaking is also available as a podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, and Spotify. You can also listen to past episodes by going to www.ollmp.org. O-L-L-M-P.org. And you get not only recent shows, but also Monsignor Jim's weekly homilies. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer, personally speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jadovitz, and thank you all so much for being with us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.